Well, top of the show, want to do some announcements? Yes. We finally received some emails from listeners, which we greatly appreciate. We got one from Nathan. Uh, Nathan Drake? Yeah, it was Nathan Drake telling us that he's very upset that we don't really like the Uncharted series. But well, do you tell him the fuck right off? I did. Okay I did. I told games. him. I told him they're just okay games, and he sucks at shooting. But <laughs> he he sucks personally. He sucks. Yeah, personally. But um, no. Nathan Nathan sent us an email. One of the f- first emails we got about the Spelunky fiasco <laughs> of last week. <laughs> um, and uh, basically just echoing how. There is no objective way to play a game. You can play a game as much as you... Or any way that you want. Get enjoyment however you want. And I totally agree. I want to clear the air that I don't hate Josh. <laughs> no, the, 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 Spelunky, the Spelunky discourse from last episode is kind of the reason we started the podcast. It's true. Yeah, because, That's a good because point. Because we argue about bullshit. Let's like put it this way. We argue ad nauseum. Yeah. Yeah. So. Because... Like, for example, I'm always trying to understand Josh as yeah. a person, <laughs> which that's which very, Alex which Alex joked about in that episode. Like, you are a conundrum, <laughs> and the, and it's fun to give you shit about it. Yeah, yeah like, even, even in the name itself, the one was initially supposed to reference me. Basically, yeah. yes, because you are mm-hmm. almost always the outlier. Yes. Yeah. So, doesn't mean I'm ever wrong. Well, you're always wrong, <laughs> and your opinion is wrong, and you play games wrong. But okay, anyway, let's continue. Yeah, thank you, Nathan, for writing in. Yes, he wrote. He wrote into feedback at two v one podcast dot com. Uh, we appreciate anything like that. He, it wasn't even you know a question; was it was just an opinion on what we talked about, and it was a great, nicely written email. So, thank you. You know what I was wondering, and there's nothing wrong with feedback at two v one dot com. You want to change the name? No, I don't want to change the name. But remember, we were discussing. What we should name the email, right? Why didn't we just name it mail at two v one? I thought about just email. Why not just mail? Well, yeah. be, okay. Well, I don't know. No, I mean feedback. Great. <laughs> I don't it's know fine. because because it's funny because the two emails we got were legitimately feedback. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, he, well like, the first one wasn't. Yeah, it was from um. Oh, Theo. From, from Greg. Well, no, Theo didn't use the email. We'll get oh, to that. Okay, okay. Yeah, but and, and friends don't count. Friends don't count. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, friends. The, the, I think friends. the most important thing here is we are soliciting feedback. Like, that's very important to us. And yeah. I'll get to the second email in a second here. But just as part of the feedback pitch, um, we want to make this podcast better for listeners. So, mm. you like, especially, you know, we just added the email and everything. Chances are we're going to talk about it on the podcast. So if you want to hear about topics, if you want us if you you know have a suggestion, you know, questions, comments, concerns, whatever, you're probably going to hear about it on the podcast. So just let us know. If you disagree with Josh. my opinion of Spelunky or Josh, <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult but, to disagree with. But I, but I think I'm adding Spelunky to the list of games that shall not be named anymore on this show. Like yeah. other things. At so. least yeah, it, basically we have a list of uh, Halo, Destiny, um, Dark Souls, Dark Souls, Witcher. Witcher. Destiny yeah. will be talked about again, though, because yeah. the DLC in September. Well, yeah, but that's so. like saying if there were a Spelunky two, we could talk about a Spelunky yeah. two. Yeah, exactly. So DLC, new, Spelunky, new stuff, DLC. occasional mentions that and new stuff is fine. Right, Alex, do you want to take the other email? Yes. So then we also got an email from Kevin, and he brought up. Let's see, it was episode 
82 whenever uh, I had just watched all the, the newer Star Trek movies. And we were talking about how Sulu's character is now gay. And, you know, how a lot of people freaked out about it and whatever. And what he brought up, uh, what Kevin brought up is his issue with it has absolutely nothing to do with him being gay, obviously. Just I thought he made a good point because it was uh, after the the guy who played the original Sulu. It's sort of like they just made this decision and it was it was supposed to be an homage to him. But, you know, anybody can react two ways to something. And maybe he should have been consulted more on that first, you know, because because yeah. he was one that disagreed with the, you know, with the decision. It was an homage more to George Takei than the character. Yes. Which, sure, yeah. Yeah, so, that's, I mean... That's weird, just, kind of. And I just want to clarify, although I he understood, and I'm sure listeners did, too, I, my, my problem... Well, actually, my lack of a problem with having a gay character is in the context of Star Trek. Like, it makes perfect sense. You know, I... Right. Who cares? But, anyway, just a, it was a quick note, and, you know, he just um, wanted... That's, that's the kind of stuff we like to hear about, you know, so... Uh, thank you also to Kevin for that. And um, yes, yeah, so send us more yep. emails. Yeah, definitely. Feedback at 2v1podcast.com. There it is. Um, so I'm trying to think here. We also, since, you know, we had mentioned last week that we have sort of a, an altered schedule and everything, although we're delivering weekly still episodes. And I think we mentioned last episode that we were going to do somewhat of a theme this time around. Right. On underrated games. Yeah. And I was going to say, do you want to get into that now? Uh, Or do you want to, like, get some... Let's get some things out of the way. Let's get get banter out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, before any of that, welcome to the 2v1 podcast. That too. I'm Nick, joined (laughs) every week by Josh and Alex, where occasionally we talk 40 minutes about Spelunky and then complain (laughs) about movies, too. So... (laughs) I don't know, right off the bat. Song of the Deep. Song of the Deep. Get that out of the way. I mentioned it last week. I finished it this morning. I feel like you had an up and down ride with it. Definitely an up and down ride. It's a Metroid game from Insomniac. It's not a good Metroid game. It's not a good Insomniac game. <laughs> it's kind of just a whatever game, I feel like. On I both know. accounts. It's an, I'd say it's, it's, it's an, very whatever. It's an okay Metroid game. It's an okay Insomniac game. I, yeah, I as someone who's played... Basically every Metroid and a lot of other spin-offs. I legitimately don't think it's a great Metroid like game. Like it has too much puzzly stuff that was irritating. Not necessarily versus, difficult. Not necessarily just difficult, just irritating. And like From brought, a pacing standpoint. brought pacing to a standstill and I just didn't like that for the most part. Like some of the puzzles were interesting, but holy shit, did they get annoying because they're the reason I didn't like Limbo was at the very end of Limbo, puzzle, 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 mm-hmm. after a puzzle, puzzle after puzzle, till you wanted to kill yourself. <laughs> and I, I never experienced it, a suicidal thought playing Limbo I mean, at the end. I sort of did. Okay. And Song of the Deep made me feel the same way. So really? At what point? Because we were streaming it the other night, and you were getting we did, frustrated. We did stream it the other night. You were getting frustrated I, at... I think I had some real good off-the-cuff opinions of that game, too, so watch that on our archive, twitch.tv slash contraption. But I got irritated with ones that take the control out of the player's hands. So, like, when we were streaming, we had to push an AI-controlled character through a path 
that was wonky and it would not respond immediately. And then I had to do another one where a bomb, I had to blow something up with a bomb. The bomb's explosion timer was incredibly inconsistent so that I couldn't time it right. Like, it didn't make any sense. I want to throw the caveat out there that I had zero issues in either of those areas. Of course you didn't. Of course you didn't. I I feel like we hear that a lot from Josh. Oh, I didn't have a problem with that. I... I had the perfect experience. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd say, if I had, I'd say when I have issues with, with things. Yeah, I know. But you like this game, too. I liked so it. Like I didn't you, love it, it you didn't, none, of that, none of that no. stuff probably really bothered you anyway. I got a little emotional at the one scene. Eh, I know yeah. you, you couldn't care less about the story. I couldn't care. I, I, th- I thought the story was really whatever. Like It was just it super was, basic. It was, was, was very was basic. nothing really to it. But that was the point of the game. It was just... Supposed to be relaxing and charming. It was relaxing. And... Some positives. Mm-hmm. Yes, Look, positives. Back- nice. Backgrounds, the background and art, really great. Looked awesome. Um, it was like painterly, the backgrounds. It, they looked like paintings, and it was really cool. And there were some levels where things happened in the background while you were playing that looked really good, too. So, like, that stuff was great. The music was pretty good, actually. Um, the foreground pops where like you would go behind the seaweed in some areas. And, yeah, yeah, like that. Like, stuff, I like that. That kind stuff of thing. was good. Um, animation on basically everything else looked like shit though, because it was framey and weird. It looked like it looked like exactly what happens when you look through a scope in Halo Five, and you see a character sort of barely animating right because right. it's trying to save the sixty frames a second. Yeah, Song of the Deep looked like that all the time basically Ooh. other than your submarine which was weird so yeah it was it was jarring and disappointing but going too long about this hated the combat don't really recommend playing the game at all 15 dollars though isn't a bad price oh it's it. cheap yeah it's... yeah i mean it's cheap but you're if for... you're looking for a game like that there's plenty of other good ones like play axiom verge please if play you want a Metroid game, Shadow Complex is play, a perfect example. Play any Metroid game. Yeah, <laughs> Headlander just came out. Headlander which we just came about. out. Which we didn't get. To, nobody played it yet. But yeah, like there's plenty of other games that do this so much better. So you're, I do really want. You're play forgetting Headlander. the the biggest drawback of Song of the Deep. The what? The little thing in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For for no reason there was like some. Dead pixels, not in my monitor, but in the game's display. Now, was that which only Josh the bottom left? Noticed. It was only the bottom That's left. That's so odd. Yeah, it I was don't know, really do weird. I think it was maybe something in the options you had to set the screen, the screen boundaries. Yeah, but Did why wouldn't it be all that? four? Okay. That's what I was thinking, okay. Josh. I didn't look at that. Mm-hmm. I've never had a game that has that not default to my screen. Like, it automatically is already or, pushed out. Like, or here's I've the never thing. had to really adjust that. Even when you do adjust it, even if you mal or misadjust it, those it cursors still... go away. Yeah, it, it's not. Yeah, that's what it looked is like. It... it looked like one of those cursors. Do you think it's possible something with your stream? Like, since you had it on your Xbox on a No, I, I, pl- I sent you guys a snap yesterday. Oh, that's right. I, it was on I was the, playing it, was it on, on my TV. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like, so. It, that's weird. Super weird. That's weird. A very nothing complaint though. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah I'm yeah. joking, but it is just dumb, just really odd. Like I've never seen a straight up mistake yeah. like that yeah. in a game. I didn't that... notice it when I played, but that doesn't mean it wasn't there. You should pop it in when you get home. Yeah. I'm curious, just to see. I, yeah, I will. Yeah, I will. I'm curious. Um, I uninstalled it, but it should install pretty quick. Yeah, I think it's small. Yeah. 
while we're on the topic, you gave me a great segue, Nick. I over the next week since I have, you know, I've officially gone full blown Witcher. Holy shit! I, I, it's all I think about. I get home from lunch, play it. Get home from work, play it. So good. Um, but I do want a new game, obviously, to talk about on the podcast. And um, I did officially start before we started recording. Actually, I got about forty minutes in on another Metroid remake two. Or another Metroid 2 remake. Yeah. Sorry. Durr. I was trying to think of what that stood for. It's yeah, another, another Metroid, Metroid 2 remake. Metroid remake 2? Okay. Another Metroid yeah, 2 remake. Two that's what I got here. Yeah. That, that <laughs> difference, uh, that would be two totally different things. Because the Game Boy A-M- game was Metroid 2. AM2R Correct. is what it is. Correct. Yes, that's, that's what the title of the game is. But this is, we mentioned it, it's been in development for God knows how long. It's totally unofficial. Um, totally. Nintendo took it down already. Good luck finding it, which I'm very sad to hear, but yeah. please search, I good, guess. Yeah, good news is thousands of people probably downloaded it, you know, Nick and Nick and myself included, and it run. It doesn't depend on a server. It just, it's an independent Yeah, it's a local exe. file downloaded yeah. to your computer. Or whatever it is. Yeah. So, amazing. I'm sure you'll be able to find it. Uh, it's so cool. It looks, it looks like zero... Cool. It looks like Zero Mission. It plays like it, like you can grab ledges and stuff, which you could not Love do. the ledge grabbing. Yeah, you couldn't do that in two. And, I mean, you couldn't do anything. It was the most one of the most bare-bones Metroids ever. Yeah. And, you know, everything was real bland. But um, my favorite thing so far after playing for, you know, between a half an hour and an hour, the way they remixed the music for Modern. Yeah, it's great. It's amazing, and it's accurate. Like, you can hear the old music. It's the same. It's just 2016 technology. So, so jo- Josh asked me that when he walked in, because I, I was playing it just before we recorded, and um, I, I couldn't remember the music yeah. from the Game Boy 1. I, I just, it, so, it, it is a remix of, like, what was there? It's the exact same melody okay. is there. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, it's so cool. And it's, like, in you know, stuck in my head from years of playing it as a kid, so I, I remember it very well. But, anyways, that's what I'm going to try and beat over the next week. Not going to take long. It's not a long game anyways. Plus, No, it isn't. Like, this is going to be a faster, easier way to play it, whereas it was, like, painstakingly yes. slow and stuff on the original Game Boy, so... It was hard to hit the uh, morphed Metroids accurately on the Game there, Boy. I like, mean, just traversing the world was like, oh, my God, I got to go all the way to wherever now. And it was slow, yeah. And yep. best of all... It's no map. There was no map. Yeah, there and was no it, map. There is no. Right. I mean, I had... looking back on it, you think, how the hell did I ever play it? Let alone, I was like seven. How did yeah, I know before, what to do? Before accurate like internet maps. Yeah, yeah I, you you were just flying blindly on everything. So yeah. Um, and Nick was saying when he was playing too, they added a uh, data log. So there's a whole other yeah, yep. to, like read total. Log. It's super cool. Added depth. I mean there. Two was the most bare bones you could get. There was nothing. You went around and killed stuff, and that was the end. It was, yeah. I mean, the other than the original Metroid, yeah, I guess. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, and and to be fair, Metroid Two came out in like '92 yeah, or I'm, something. So it's really old. I hope I don't come across as down on Two because I loved that game. It was, it's just it's it's, it's hard old. to play yeah. nowadays. Like I I recently played that to completion finally only like two years yeah. ago. And and it was it was rough. Like I'm gonna so. I'm going to play the first Metroid when that NES classic comes out, but I'm braced. Oh man, that one's rough too. I, I'm braced for it being basically terrible. <laughs> so yeah, Som- Somus looks so funny in that game. Yeah, just nothing. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, this this remake is is super super cool. I'm real excited yeah. about it. The 
it looks great. It plays pretty great. I'm just, I'm pumped. Yeah. As soon as I saw that that was like available, downloaded it. Immediately. Yeah, I did the same thing because Nick let me know he knew I'd want it, and it's just so funny that N- Nintendo immediately got they, rid of it. They jumped on and it within a week. It's like it makes me want to wring their necks. It's like you wouldn't have this problem if you would just capitalize on your one of your top three most important franchises. But yeah, un- unfortunately, not. it is not one of their top, three which most is stupid. Important franchises. Which is stupid. Doesn't yeah. make sense. I don't know. I don't know if we've talked about that before, but apparently that series doesn't sell very well, oh and God. hasn't. I'd, yeah, I don't. And Nintendo that. is absolutely all about money. But that's that's kind of like that's kind of like a Witcher thing though too. Like the Witcher. You're right. You're right. It's a great game, but it's not. It is the quintessential RPG. It's perfect. Here's the here's the difference. Witcher <laughs> is a labor of love by an in or indie developer, basically. Mm-hmm. So. They do everything themselves. They publish and develop themselves. Yeah, I was just saying from like a sales, sales standpoint, what's important. Oh well, Phantom, well and you know, Phantom Pain. For for something like Nintendo, though, sales are the only thing that keep them afloat. Mm-hmm. That's what they have to. That's their bottom line. Yeah. So, I I get it and hate it, and they better have something to show with the NX. Or yeah, I agree. I get fine. it and hate it. That's all. <laughs> Which is, I don't think we mentioned it's supposed to be officially unveiled in september finally supposed to hear about that in september which is real exciting same thing with neo which Mm -hmm. is also exciting there's a date for the thing with playstation 7th september 7th yeah cool which is also i think the same day that the iphone 7 will be announced yeah i saw that actually yeah september 7th will be a good day mark it on your calendar um yeah and one other quick note, Josh already covered it, so I don't really need to talk about the game. Plus, I already told everybody I loved it. But if you were one of the people who were afflicted by the hateful, hateful Layers of Fear bundle, because uh, I it would not recognize me as having actually purchased the game. It was like stuck in trial hell. Um, it's finally <laughs> working now. So if you'd like to play that game, it's safe to buy the bundle and... Definitely worth it. Like, if you like horror games, it made me jump a lot, and it has a surprising amount of depth. You can... I'm not going to, but if you are into this kind of thing, you can replay it a lot, and there's a lot of decisions that you make that I didn't even realize my first time around were decisions, and it it affects... That's cool. Yeah, it affects your Did you play the DLC? I did buy it, and I'm going to play that. I'm just... I might play it with a friend or something, like, whenever Tommy comes, but um, also the music is surprisingly cool in it at some points, so... Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I had I had a very few tech issues with it. I swear to God, there was one part toward the end where I was constantly spinning, and I had to push the. I'm not kidding. I had to push the analog stick in the opposite direction to slow it down, and once it caught up, it would stop. But it kept on starting, and it's not my controller because it doesn't do it with any other games. That's weird. I at that point the game was overstaying its welcome. But yeah, that's weird. <laughs> that aside, that's all I wanted to throw in for Layers of Fear. It's it's safe they, to buy. They fixed that pretty quick. They did. They did. Like, yeah. it shouldn't happen to begin with, and I'm going to go out on a limb with no nothing to back this up. It was Microsoft's fault, not well, Bluebirds. I think they said that, too. It was, yeah, it, was it probably Xbox. was. It was yeah. an yeah. Xbox issue. But you are right. When you come right down to it, from the time I noticed it was a problem to the time it was fixed might have been three or four days. So yeah. That's yep. good, at least. It's, funny to, it's fun to think about the person whose job that is. What a like, strange there, there's thing like, to there's fix. There's a person or a handful of people who are probably just every day trying to figure out these little minutiae definitely issues yeah yeah definitely yeah i can't even imagine the the technical support Mm -hmm. people 
not even support like the actual like programmers for Microsoft. Yeah, and, and QA yeah. people and just nuts. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, um, I didn't have any other games. What are you playing? I played a really important game. A really important game. Yeah, I think it's super important. The uh, fall. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the fall was on sale for a dollar fifty. Is it still on sale? I don't think it's ten dollars. Regardless, if it's not on sale, it's worth ten dollars. But it was on sale for a dollar fifty. Yeah, so I picked it up. Josh, why are you not telling me about these things? Start telling me. If I didn't, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I'm just saying I'll I'll buy and play these things. Um, yeah. So the falls I think came out in 2014. I think so. Yeah. Or or the year before that. It just hit Xbox One though in July, which I was not aware of. Yeah, and it I just I randomly told you this. came to the marketplace. When when I played it, I played it I don't know how many episodes ago now, quite yeah. a few. I I had got it over a sale forever ago, like a year ago, I think. And and I remember seeing it's coming to consoles and being like, "Holy shit, like that's awesome. People have to play this." Yeah. I thought it was only on PC. And I, the reason for the timing, at least with the sale, is um part 2 is coming out in early 2017. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm excited. Yeah, so, The Fall is just a quick, like, three- or four-hour game, uh, side-scroller, kind of Metroidvania, but not really, like, backtracking at all. No. Uh, it's, no. It's very puzzle-heavy, though, so it's just, like, a puzzle from room to room. It's an adventure game. Yeah, it's an adventure game. It's, it's, pretty, the, it's pretty close to the classic adventure game formula. The gameplay itself isn't that great. No. The, the shooting wasn't good. Luckily, luckily, there's not much of it. No, and... It had options. Like, you could stealth. Yeah. Which was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. The puzzles themselves varied from very straightforward to a couple that threw me off. A couple off. were pretty difficult. But but all of them were v- pretty unique and cool mm-hmm. in their own manner. Like, just what you had to do and what it took to get through that puzzle. Yeah. At yep. one point, I had to feed a, f- a fake family a uh, decapitated head. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a puzzle in this game. <laughs> Uh, and, and and actually, let's give some context that, for that puzzle. Okay. The the whole point <laughs> was you were supposed to be. It, this was a test for a robot slash android whatever that would live with a family and help them in their like daily household chores. Yes. So it, it this company that set up this test would have it run through a test with fake people. In a fake house, doing mis- cutouts, doing miscellaneous tasks, and then it would evaluate whether this was a good robot mm-hmm. or not. And you had to fake that whole thing by feeding the family. But because this takes place in a dilapidated, like whatever time, way after this rundown moon, just base. way, way after anything like this was actually happening, you had to trick this automated system into feeding the family by using a head. <laughs> is this is this thing called Arid or whatever? Yes, A-R-I-D. Okay. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm making sure that I had the, the right game. It Just from the look of it, it reminds me of um, it reminds me of Inside. Just looking it's at a, it. it, it the it's art style. Art style. Similar, it's a, I guess. Yeah, sure. Interesting. It's not super detailed, like no, textures and no, stuff. No. It's more flat, yeah. but it looks good, too. Like I, I like that how that game looked. So I think we should probably very touch dark. on what the game is. <laughs> we it's an adventure up. game. Well, I mean, from a story standpoint, what happened at the very beginning of oh. the game, you crash land onto like this moon base. By falling. By falling. The, the fall. fall. <laughs> and you're an AI suit with uh, 
the body inside, so who who you're carrying is hurt and they're dying from the fall. Mm-hmm. And the AI then, as Takes one over. of its parameters, needs to keep them alive. So it's you trying to find a medical bay to do so. That's yeah. the that that is the game. It's the whole premise. There's <laughs> there's more to it down the road, just from from standpoints of like control and it obviously goes into the question of like ai and what does that mean and how does it impact like humanity and stuff and it it does it in a cool way though it's really good if you're a fan of sci-fi in any form though i think this game is kind of a must play must play from a from a story standpoint it's very very unique and well told yeah it was really good like i'm i'm just so excited for another part (laughs) Like, I remember nobody talking about the game other than Giant Bomb. Like, one guy at Giant Bomb was like, I love this game, and, Patrick. And that's the only reason I knew is I saw his he, tweet like, hey, yeah, this he, is on Xbox. He did a whole other thing now again, like, make pointing out, like, hey, it's cheap. Play this game. Like, he wrote, please play this. Well, he wrote an entire article for Vice, which he just went to. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's that's how I found out about it. He wrote an entire article of why this game is so important from a sci-fi standpoint. Yeah, it's, it's good. Like, highly, highly recommended. For yeah. sure. Uh, and on a completely opposite scale, I've also been playing Mad Max. Sci-fi, I guess. I <laughs> I'm not, not going to talk much. Good. I'm only a couple hours in. Um, it's just a sandbox game. It's been around for a while now at this point. I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. You touched on it at one point. You played it for a bit, Nick. Yeah, it's weirdly... You didn't beat it, though, it, Nick. No, I Red only box. played it for, like... A couple hours. It's a pretty long game, too. Like, I, I guess from a completionist standpoint, it's 40-ish hours. Uh, the map is pretty big, yeah. if you remember. Yeah. Uh, the one thing, though, that I want to point out, from a, a sandbox game perspective, it's some, this is something that's been in every sandbox game that I could think of that I've played in the past that involved driving to any extent. Uh-huh. That, that I've never really thought of and didn't think it was important that Mad Max does not have, and that's the distance to your objective. Oh. <laughs> like, you, you know... I didn't even notice. No, like, so you know, typically on your mini... Like, right above your mini-map, if you set a waypoint... 500 meters like, or whatever. Ex- yes, that. Or it'll be in the dis- in the background on your, like... To- yes. Your just view. Mad really. Max yeah. does not have that, and I find myself missing it, and that's something I never thought would have, like, impacted. Yeah, wow. Like. Yeah. I mean, it's not, a, it's not a huge deal. It's not detracting from my like for this game so far. But it's something very small that has never crossed my mind. It's also like, why not put that in and the game? I'll throw it out there. It could be in the settings. I'll have to go look. I didn't really look to turn that It'd be on. be a strange setting it to turn off. It would be a strange setting. Default. But, yeah. but yeah. I'll double check that. But from the start, that is not there. And it's, it's just weird because, you know, it, from such a large map, when you set a waypoint, I want to know how close I'm getting to it. Right, like, yeah. Or else I'm just, all right, I'm just fucking driving. Yeah, yeah. Well, and especially because you want, like, if you're prioritizing quests, like, which ones you want to do first, I, like, Witcher's a good example. I want to pick stuff that's around me rather than, you know, go off to something that's really far away. So, yeah, and right. Witcher, Witcher does it really well, too, how you can, uh, oh, yeah, like, if perfect. you have separate, if you have separate, uh, like, parts of a quest on your map, you can just right-click the stick, and it'll it'll cycle through them instead of having to go into your menu and yeah. like, which one you want to do. But yeah, Mad I'm Max. Not sure um, I that. I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah. Well, that it does. I don't think it tells you that anywhere. Awesome. Cool. It does. Know. Oh, it does. Yeah. It tell okay. it. I'm pretty sure it tells you right off to the side of where it shows the quest okay. if you have that text up. It says like it shows the right analog stick and you can click it. But whatever. Yeah. 
anyway. yeah, that's what I've, I've been playing that, and I've been playing a lot of D- Destiny again too. Oh no! Yeah, I'm. I'm it, wow. I'm back in crazy. I'm back in. Yeah, you got to get that T-shirt. <laughs> you know what? I stopped, I stopped right. going for that too. I've just been playing Prison of Elders really? over and over, like the the new challenge of Elders, the one they added. You're not gonna finish. Okay, you're telling me you're not going to go for finishing that stuff. I don't think I have time. Wow. I don't, I don't think I have time. When does it's it come out? September twentieth. Um, yeah. I only have two things left. I have to do. I have to beat the raid on hard, which. I guess I'm kind of working my light level up doing Challenge of the Elders. Mm-hmm. To do You're going to do it. But <laughs> something you didn't know that got added through that raid, they added different challenge, different challenges you had to accomplish on the bosses you fight in that raid. Like, it's okay. a, a different approaches of how you're supposed to beat the boss. Like, for example... I like that. Like, one of the challenges is... Uh, so, you remember carrying, like, a sword or something? Yeah. How anyone could do that on your team? Right. For one of the challenge modes, it could be everyone has to touch the sword once oh. to beat it. Jeez. So you have to do that three times to collect the final calcified fragments, which would be the one that I don't think I've, I'll be doing. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, that sucks. Oh, well. Well, I guess you're not a pro Destiny player. As <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take a semi-pro. In summary. Call me Will Ferrell. <laughs> semi-pro. The Will, the Will Ferrell of Destiny. Well, so that was... Everything we're playing, I guess, it's kind of light right yeah, now. Yeah, that's the, that's like the normal week's show, which is why we have the rest reserved for the other stuff. The the upcoming months, though, are going to be super heavy for me, at least. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, me too. I'll, I think I'll have a new game almost every other week. Uh, with how yeah. much is coming out this holiday between Deus Ex in two weeks, and then Titanfall and Battlefield. I forgot about Titanfall. Gears is coming out. And just Are you going to play Gears? I'd like to play the campaign. Yeah, I kind of would too. I don't know. We'll see. I could care less about the multiplayer at this point, especially with Battlefield being out. Like that's that's all I'll be playing. Yeah, uh, Destiny. It, how how great is this? Uh, that would be a great time and a logical price point for me to pick up the Gears bundle. I don't want the custom console. <laughs> like. I, t- I totally uh, get that. I wouldn't want that. No, like I don't care. All. Gears is no longer a part of my life, and I don't want. I want a Gears bundle with a regular Xbox. Speaking <laughs> speaking of which, I found it super super random that the two terabyte one S is not in production is limited. Anymore. Not in production anymore. It's a They're limited done. thing. They, they never they didn't said tell that. anybody that. Never yeah. said that and, until recently. And if that stays that way, you know, if they don't do a bigger one or something later on, then that cost them a sale for me because I'm not as buying of, a one terabyte. As of right now, they have said we are done and will not be producing the two terabytes. It's now just one terabyte and 500 gig. Okay, so they did That's say that. That's a weird decision. They did say that, but we will never sell the Xbox yeah. One without the Connect. <laughs> Which is why I said as of right now. Yeah. That's what <laughs> no, you are correct. Yeah, you're right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Learn, old... Learning to watch what I say around you two. Oh, yeah. I, I think they're learning to watch shit. what they say around us, more importantly. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Just us. They're, they're yeah. so listening. Major Nelson listens game. every week. Yeah, he probably does. So I'm super excited I picked up that console when I did. Even though it means nothing. It means it nothing, means does nothing. Just like the system itself. Doesn't it's, it's, change anything. Yeah. No different. I just, your experience you're just special, is exactly the same. <laughs> who, who knows? Maybe a couple years down the road, it'll be worth the same amount. Well, it ha- it happened with uh, you know? PlayStation 3, you're that's right. for sure. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling better let's, about my purchase. Let's think about it this way. How many years down the road is anybody going to want to buy an Xbox One in any form? 
Well, my my initial my initial Scorpio will be out, and it will absolutely just kill any reason to have the original Xbox. Truth. Why I bought the two terabyte instead of waiting a month is realizing once Scorpio hits, I'm just going to trade this thing in anyways. Yeah, and I'll probably get a decent amount more for the two terabyte as opposed to waiting for the one. So sure, Scorpio is probably going to be at least six hundred dollars. Also, you think so? Yeah, I'm saying five. Interesting. If not less, I don't think so. I, th- I think the way with system with how systems are going from a price point and even when they were initially um, announced, yeah. thinking hardware wise, yeah. I don't, I don't know it, why it's com- completely gonna, hardware. They're going to take losses. They they they're going to take losses on the system. Yeah, first. it it's not they like yeah. it's not like necessarily a hundred dollars scares me, but for some reason that transition from five to six is like really steep for me. Yeah, you know, I just feel like six hundred seems like a lot. They're billing that thing as the most powerful console ever. Yeah. And yeah. it's trying to Fair be point. pretty on par with even medium to high tier PCs right now. Right. It's not going to be cheap yeah. unless they're willing to really lose a lot of which, money, of course, which they have. PlayStation been. Three did that. They they've been yeah. I mean, PS Three was expensive when it first mm-hmm. came out, but it, they've got they suffered for that. But this is different because it's like mid cycle weirdness. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I we'll, that's we'll my projection right yeah. now. Wonder but. if it'll come with an elite controller. That would be interesting. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, probably not. No. <laughs> they're just gonna have to work on attach rates for when that comes out to make their money back. So you think they're gonna probably have to push some big game at that point too? It'll be holiday next year, so something will be out. Gears it might. Gears it might be seven. Will be out. You know. You know what it's gonna be? Calling it right now. Halo Six. Mm. Halo Six bundle with the Scorpio. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That sounds. You heard it. You heard That's it a first. quick turnaround. <laughs> you heard it first here. What? Halo Six. Halo Five to Six. Like this last fall. Oh, you know how it is, dude. Anymore, I'm not surprised if they put out giant things every year. You know what I mean? I guess so. You could probably recycle Halo. Well, especially Five. <laughs> yeah. And that that team's so big. Like, yeah. They're probably cruising through it. Yeah. Anyway, we have a topic for this show. This that is was submitted by Theo. I don't. You can't. We can't. I, do I that. know we you can't. can't I want that. to. <laughs> we we had a topic submitted by one of our listeners and and friends, Theo, uh, to talk about our most underrated games. And I think we should define underrated. Yeah. Yes, because I have three separate lists. Okay. I'm glad like you what, have what underrated is. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you have that because I have one giant list and they are definitely not all in the same category. Okay. So it's what are very, you... a very basic list? So yeah. like, one of them is games that I probably didn't sell great. They weren't really well received. That I personally really liked. Right. Yeah. And then the other one, the other one on my list is games that were like on people's radar, kind of semi-popular games, but not to the point of which I liked them. Oh, okay. That's a weird one. Yeah. That's a weird category. It's it's just tough. Think, to, it's tough to define really what we're go, trying to go with this. I think we can break it down to underrated, as in you really liked it, and maybe the uh, community as a whole, in terms of sales, review scores, whatever, did not. Okay. Or underrated in terms of it was critically acclaimed and nobody played it. Okay. And yeah. then my third list was like smaller indie games, but I think you can call. I mean, so definitely. I think that definitely counts as underrated. I put so, them in their own category though because because, because they're the smaller indie, anyway. The smaller games, yeah. that mm-hmm. people might their not reach is smaller. Yeah. yeah, that that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but 
I don't even know where to begin. I didn't even oh, think about it. Easily off the top of my off right off the top of my head, Last of Us. <laughs> Good one, Josh. Right. The most underrated right. game. The most underrated. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. AKA man. the most overrated. <laughs> we should have we should have the most overrated. Well, we already sometime. we already know. Oh my god, that would be an interesting conversation. That. We could definitely. Are you saying it's the Last of Us? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe it might be. I don't know. We I'd could we could definitely that. fill up an hour plus with arguments about that. Let's let's table that discussion yeah. for now. <laughs> but uh, indie wise, the fall is a great example. The fall is a great, the fall example. Is a great example of an underrated indie game. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one I had was Dust, an Elysian Tale. Du- uh, so do you think that was underrated? Because people really liked people it. People really liked it, but it was, still was not something that was just out there everywhere. Yeah, something like something like Ori is at this point. Like, You're right. O- Ori, yeah, Ori is... penetrated like basically all communities i feel yeah, like you yeah could, you could even say spelunky for you yeah i mean spelunky actually didn't even start off very well like it it launched on xbox didn't sell great then they brought it to pc that's mm-hmm. when it that's when it gained a foothold so it didn't launch on pc no or i did not know that no the original okay. original spelunky was pc only but it it was an xbox it was an indie thing it was the their whatever their initiative to do indie games it was one of those so it launched on xbox 360 first hmm. i wasn't aware of that yep i thought that would have been a pc first game nope hmm. no it came later but uh anyway so underrated is defined i guess <laughs> out of out of that discussion but um who wants to start what 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 do you got well i don't even know I don't even know if mine is going to count, really. But, um... I feel like it's probably obvious as soon as I say it. Well, I'm, I have no idea. I don't know what to expect. You really don't? I don't. I, I don't. think you're going to be like, oh... Yeah, we'll probably kick ourselves. Ma- maybe. Banjo-Kazooie, nuts oh, and bolts. Okay. I, yes, I'm kicking myself, but no, great answer. So... The way I'm defining underrated for this is that... I knew a very, very small group of people that played that game and really enjoyed it at the time. So it got good scores. It did. It, I, yeah. I looked this up last night. It ha- it has like an 80% or something. Uh, it did not sell well. I think that definitely qualifies all. as underrated because I didn't know a single person that played it other than you. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So that that was where I was thinking. I was like, I kept coming back like, this is one of my most beloved games in the past 10 years probably. Mm-hmm. And I know two of my other good friends that played it, and yeah. that's literally it. it I don't know anybody else. You played a ton of it. I played the shit out of that yeah. game. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I want to say that I know firsthand that, like, another friend was completely pissed about what that game is because it's not a classic Banjo-Kazooie game, really, in any way at all. Like, I grew up with those games, loved Kazooie and Tooie, even played through them again around the time of Nuts and Bolts because there were some cool things from them that I think carried into your Nuts and Bolts save if you had it on your Xbox. And, Interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. I was not. It's crazy that they made that, that stuff work together. Yeah, like there, there were these. Uh, I don't want to go super down the hole, but like back on N sixty four, they were trying to do something with the N sixty four that when you hot swapped cartridges, yeah. it would save memory, like something from that cartridge in the like, uh, basically RAM, in the in the RAM, and you could put in Tui. 
Banjo-Tooie and, like, get content from Banjo-Kazooie into Tooie. And that's the only way to do crazy. that, the only way to do that was to hot-swap the cartridges. And that's really weird, right? That, that is insane. Yeah. So, I did not know, I didn't know that was a functionality of that system. I could be also, all. like, not explaining it the right way, but that's, I'm pretty sure well, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. That's pretty basic. You just hot-swap the cartridge. Right. If, and, if that's and, what it was. And because of, the cartridge, because of the cartridge-based, like, nature of that system still it it was able to store some like random memory for a little bit yeah between cartridges so like they put those on xbox arcade and like whatever that that swapping functionality was they made that work with nuts and bolts wow yeah it it's crazy and that wasn't even a big thing it was just like a weird unique thing that mm-hmm. happened with that game but overall nuts and bolts super unique in the first place yeah i played it like I played it for a bit, like I was in the hub world for a while, running around, and then the yeah. whole the whole um the whole building your vehicle threw me off. That's I'm what not, turned I'm everybody off. That stuff, that's, that's what why. turned everybody off yeah. because that's not what that series up until that point was even close to being about. Mm-hmm. That series was a Super Mario sixty four clone from Rare with their sense of humor. That's all that game was. And Nuts and Bolts is more of a kart racer than it is a banjo game, right? No, no. Nuts and Bolts is still... Nuts and Bolts, I'd say, is an open-world, like, uh, challenge-based game. Okay. Because it would it would set up... It had, it had a hub world, and you would go into specific areas, like the classic banjo games and Super Mario and whatever. But within those areas, you had to compete against Gruntilda to... <laughs> complete challenges and these challenges were based around building vehicles completely from your imagination and you could do whatever you wanted to complete this this challenge like it would give you sort of a general framework of like a vehicle to make or whatever but you could do whatever you want and like if you if you were uh creative enough you could come up with some solution to this challenge that they didn't even expect you to do and just absolutely destroy the like par times and whatever. And like, I had a blast with that. It was so fun. Yeah. It seemed like building was pretty in depth. It was really in depth. It was really in depth. You would build things out of cubes Mm -hmm. and there were all these different shapes of cubes, different uh, functions of cubes, like uh, gadgets and equipment and different engines, different tires, all these different things that, and, and it had, like, a pretty big uh, crafting room to where you could make huge vehicles. And you could, I think, you could download, there was, a, like, an upload studio kind of thing, too, where you could download other vehicles. I think so. I, I think I, you could upload blueprints. Because I remember seeing, yeah. like, some crazy things get developed at the time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm just not into that whole crafting thing. Like, I would never play a game like Besiege, which is like that. Yeah, Besiege actually looks like it took that formula of yes. how you put things together straight out of nuts and Which bolts. Which is why I bring that up first, but I, I could yeah. absolutely never play Kerbal Space Program. Like, no, and that's that's, that's a little more. that's a little different, but maybe in the same vein for sure. Yeah, like so it's underrated because a lot of people just wrote it off. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, "This is not a classic Banjo Kazooie. Fuck that." That's what I want, not this. And nobody gave it a chance. And that's really disappointing because that game was superb. I think that would like, be the biggest thing is that people didn't give it a chance as soon as they found out and or heard what it was. It nailed that weird creative stuff. Yeah. And this was uh this was our this was my senior year of high school. So like 
this was well before something like Minecraft mm-hmm. or anything. And, like, they, it was, like, such a unique, innovative idea that just got so, like, left behind, I guess. Wasn't there a, a competitive online mode? Too? Yeah, the online yeah. was, like, pretty fun, actually. I played, <laughs> I played it a lot. And uh, this was one of the games that I actually still pursued all of the achievements well after I gave up on even giving one shit about achievements because... I liked the game that much. I just wanted to play it a lot. The The achievements that were shitty to do were online. Mm-hmm. But online was fun. I wanted to play online. So I was kind of just doing them. Like, they were just happening. I wasn't actively seeking them. Natural the, achievements. The, the only one that I actively sought was me and a friend, like, had to cheat our way through an online achievement. Like, it was, we had to play... We had to set up a game locally... And just let it run. Like, so it was like a timer based. So you went out of your way to get an achievement. I, for this for this game. Yes, for this game. And I know that's, like, hypocritical for how much shit I've given you over the other episodes. But, like, <laughs> I absolutely adore Nuts and Bolts. And it's in Rare Replay. If you have an Xbox, you should already own Rare Replay, first of all, because it's amazing. But it has Nuts and Bolts in it. Please play it. Please give it a chance. It's very funny. It's it's a just it's just a good game anyway. Like it the sense of humor is great, the way that it sets up like you're playing a game against Gruntilda. That is the premise of the game. The Lord of Games sucks you into a video game and you're playing against Gruntilda to be the best like whatever at games. Last thing. Last thing. Within rare games, like especially the N64 3D era notorious for having like side games inside like yes uh i think the banjo games had them the donkey kong 64 game had the original donkey kong in it um and in in nuts and bolts they made a whole new side scroller called klungo saves the world amazing side scroller is it it supposed to be like like uh one of the donkey kongs no it's a it's it's a moving, like, the screen moves with you so you can't stop. And you have to get through platforming while carrying the Earth. Klungo is a character from the Banjo games. He was Gruntilda's whatever lackey, I guess. And the whole his whole side-scroller game is that he is a superhero saving planet Earth. And it's hysterical. It's very difficult. It was really fun to play. And it's all within this other super amazing game. So... Do you know what I briefly thought you were going to say before you brought Nuts and Bolts? What? Vanquish. Because that, that's one on my list. You think that's underrated? I guess so. It didn't it sell is. at all. Yeah, that is underrated. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. But that that's mine. That was my game. That That's a very good single, well-thought-out pick. I just have, Dude, like, a bunch I'm just going to vomit. But I have three big ones. <laughs> I think about Nuts and Bolts basically every day <laughs> wow i'm not kidding i've been wow. wanting i've been wanting to play it again for forever i just haven't got around to it so how convenient would that have been if they put it on rare replay it is on. Rare oh replay. it is on rare replay that's what i just said i missed that part yeah so you should play it you're right i should <laughs> i i was yeah. just thinking about the the, the first two on it on yeah no all replay. three all three of them are on rare replay okay yeah. have you have you told us about klungo saves the world before Almost certainly, I had to have been talking about it because we were all working at GameStop. Yeah, because for out. some reason it sounds like hyper familiar, but I have no idea what from. So it's it must hysterical. Have been you. 
it's another great little joke in the game. Yeah. Uh, the the other thing, this game launched at forty dollars. Microsoft sent this game to die. Did not advertise it. I don't think hardly at all. Yeah. So they they love doing that they, occasionally. They bungled Rare so bad yeah. on the three sixty. God. Well, hopefully ukulele will bring back some of that it, feel. That so this is what the bothers me. Rare feel. This is what bothers me. Ukulele is 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 a classic banjo kazooie that I kind of don't want anymore. Like I know people want it. That's why it got funded. I'm gonna play it. I don't know what a 3D platformer is anymore, and what's exciting about that. I, yeah, I don't. That's, I mean, that's a tough question to answer, just because it's, and that's it's what, different from every perspective. That's what they're trying to do, but there's maybe a reason why that genre like went away. You know? Yeah, pretty much died. Mm-hmm. For yeah, those part. Yeah, like those were huge and like like uh, Spyro. Uh, yeah, they were. Crash. They were huge. They were like huge that. during that generation. Yeah. 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 And they were huge because 3D was huge. I mean, I mean, they even carried into the PS2 and Xbox generation. I think like Ratchet and Clank is yeah. one of the best 3D platformer series you know what, ever. You know what though? The, ra- the PS4 Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they exist in that form, but at that point, those games are third-person shooters mm-hmm. more than the platforming part. And and when you think about it too, the game that did try to do that, Mac, bombed. Oh yeah, absolutely yeah. bombed. <laughs> was it a platformer? I. I, I thought it was it, like a. I think it was supposed. I thought to be it was like an adventure game. game, kind of. I don't know. I don't know anything about that game, but yeah. Anyway, I, I talked about banjo a lot, so that's okay. Guys, it was only one game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's hear him, Alex. Okay, so I, I'm gonna pick. I think maybe three or four that are like really big, and then I'll just gloss over the other ones. And again, keeping in mind, I'm not sure if they're in the category. Oh, I just don't many know many people that played it, or if it actually didn't do well. I do know one, this is this one's extremely timely because I've brought it up recently, neither of you guys played it, you guys never even knew what it was until I brought it up. With all the Pokemon craze, I have always, oh, right. Dragon Warrior Monsters is probably my favorite Game Boy experience ever. It came wow. out, I mean, I guess it would have had to have been in, in late 90s or so, it was like a year or two after Pokemon, it was called a clone. It did get reviewed very well. There are a few on this list I checked, and it was reviewed very well, but the point is everybody else was playing Pokemon. I was right. like, hey, you should play Dragon Warrior Monsters. They're like, no, Pokemon. So as a result, <laughs> uh, very few people that I knew played it, except I did have a like my tight group of friends at the time. They all listened to me, and I was like, listen, this game's better. You need to play it. And I got everybody hooked, all my, my very close friends hooked on it. But outside of that world... I, nobody had ever even heard of it, much less played it. But with right. a game like that, though, too, you could you could think that potentially there was a huge push for it in Japan. Totally, so and we it, really wouldn't have it, known about it. We would back not then. have known yes. about it at that point yeah. in time. It is but also that, that, that's a type of game that would have succeeded. It's important there. to note that that's just what we call it over here. It's actually Dragon Quest Monsters, and it's it was a spinoff of Dragon Warrior which is just, it's a, it's a party-based thing, but you play as humans and you fight monsters. Whereas in Dragon Quest slash Dragon Warrior Monsters, you catch monsters, not with little balls that magically absorb Pokemon into them, but with meat. You throw meat at them, and that's how you catch <laughs> monsters. And the by far the best thing about those games is the breeding. You know, they I do think they got the jump on breeding before anybody else did. 
And so you want to know something interesting? Go. Nick just looked up the sales numbers for it. And right away, though, this is VG Charts, which is not an official website. Okay. But yeah. But known. Known. But known. Uh, it, it, according to the site, uh, what well. would that be? 100,000 copies sold in the U.S.? Yes, that is 100,000. 100,000 sold in the U.S. Or are we stupid? No, I think that's right. I think that's 10,000. Okay, what no, are you guys looking at? Is it a number? 0. 0.01 million. 0. 0.01 million. So not a tenth of a million, but yeah, so 10,000. And it... And Ten, it yeah, okay. 10,000? 10,000. 0.01? Yes. Yes, 10,000. 10, okay, <laughs> so that's rest, rest of the world was 10,000. Engineer here. <laughs> Japan... <laughs> Japan was 2.34 million. Yeah, it did, oh my it, it, God. Did, it did well it's in Japan. It's exactly what I thought That's happened. That's so that cool. That makes me really happy right now. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back with that. Good, good job, Th Josh. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. And I, and now that I see it, I feel like I recognize that card, the, the case. Do you think that was the catalyst to uh, uh, Monster Hunter? I feel No, Monster Hunter existed. Was it around longer before? than that? Yeah, I think I'm so. Pretty sure, I think yeah. it was, but, and here's, here's the kicker. There were sequels, and they were as good and better. There yeah. was two Kobe's Journey and Terra's Adventure, or maybe one, I don't know, uh, reversed, but incredible games. And just real quick shout out to literally my oldest friend, Jake, who just, we have been texting and calling each other about it for the past like two or three weeks, and <laughs> he just f fully beat it for the first time in his life. He's been playing it off and on at random eras during his life. He was one of those friends back in the day he played it, but he just beat it. So shout out to Jake for beating Dragon Warrior pretty, Monsters in 2016. That's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so again, I only have like two or three more like long, long-winded ones. Um, let's see here. Okay, the very definition of a cult classic. I mean, could not be more polarizing. I'm pretty sure I know. Go, you guess. Deadly Premonition? Yes. Deadly yeah. Premonition is... Across all generations, across all platforms, that's seriously one of my favorite video game experiences of my life. And I yeah. very, very heavily emphasize the use of the word experiences. The game itself is indescribably terrible. Like, yeah. <laughs> objectively terrible gameplay. Uh, if you ever yeah. want to read a really funny review, I've mentioned this on the podcast before. There's a something awful review of Deadly Premonition by Rich Lotax, and it's it's hysterical, but obviously all very tongue in cheek. But uh, I, the story, the insane quirkiness, it's it is Twin Peaks in video game form. One hundred percent. It's it's ninety nine percent point for point Twin Peaks, and it's incredible. And if you can put up with the abysmal gameplay the dialogue the characters the cutscenes it's all worth it it's all amazing you have to be a patient person <laughs> that game I, launched go ahead i was gonna say i have one comment about that yeah in the age of let's plays giant bomb has an excellent series mm -hmm. where they play through deadly Prime and that's Mission. what nick did he watched it i watched it. i uh <laughs> i quote unquote experienced it firsthand uh in the dorms my freshman year, uh, and I actually I had a giant dorm and roomed with two other guys, and they both hated and loved me for playing it because <laughs> they, they couldn't believe I was playing it, but they would they couldn't help, even when they like tried to help it, they couldn't help but laugh at, at the quirkiness, the 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 four tracks on the soundtrack or whatever. I'm not exaggerating. There was like five or six different tunes. So 
fantastic experience. It launched for $20, maybe the best spent $20 in my life. That got re-released for PS3 at it one did. point, too. It did. Yeah, it some more content. Ridiculous direct director's cut edition or something like that. Um, Nick, I don't know if I want to... I'll, put, I'll just save that for the rundown list. Um, here's a random one. Medieval on PlayStation. Oh, yeah, the Medieval games are I great. Never, I never played those. Yeah, those are great. Really there's, cool. There's rumor of a reboot. If I had to guess, they probably got reviewed well, but like Nick said, he never played them. I don't think I played two either, actually. I may or may not have. For some reason, one shaped a large part of my childhood. I played it so many times, over and over again, I don't, I don't remember why other than the fact that I loved it and it was a lot of fun. I uh, didn't know other people that played it. Um, let's see here. Okay, here's a good one. Blue Stinger. I've mentioned that before. <laughs> With Dreamcast. We talked about that on like one of our earliest yep, One of episodes. our very earliest episodes. Uh, Blue Stinger yeah. was a survival horror Resident Evil knockoff. Um, really stupid graphics. Really stupid characters. Not very good <laughs> gameplay fantastic game i don't i don't know how else to put it play blue stinger if you like survival horror games it's on dreamcast or, or if you own a dreamcast yeah, yeah. you still I mean, have a dreamcast more. if you're one of those people one in a million like me then yes you should play that chances are if you have a dreamcast though you played that so um that's that uh i guess along the lines of survival horror i don't know anybody who played these games fear effect on playstation I think they have... I think I played that. I think they have, like, a cult status. Not only probably a cult status, they probably did better in Japan. There's a Mm. lot of... Not only do I feel like that game would just appeal more to the, to that market. I don't I don't I can't even quantify why I'm saying that. It's it's very strange, but there's a lot of weird shit going on in those games that I've, you know, you see that kind of stuff in some JRPGs and stuff and it's not a JRPG, you get my point though. And um I just I'm trying to there's one other thing I wanted to say about it, but the point is the first one and the second one, weirdly I played the second before the first. Uh, they were awesome games, and it was really cool because your health was based off of your fear level. So that made me sort of think of Eternal Darkness. Which, by the way, Eternal uh, Darkness is not on my list because I wouldn't consider that underrated. It was rated appropriately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, quick tangent there. And I'll do one more, and then I'll fly down the list, like I said. Um, okay, I guess I'll pick this one because it's very near and dear to my heart. One of my best friends, Matt, we played Dead Rising 2 Off the Record. Not Dead Rising 2, but Dead Rising 2 off the record. It was a re-release, but they tweaked the story, and instead of playing as Chuck, you played as Frank West. And the, the story was a Dead Rising story. Where that game shined was endless, endless fun in co-op activities. And it was just all about going around the, the mall and the different areas that you could go to to complete all these different activities. Some of them were really stupid. Some of them were really funny. Some of them were very difficult. And it was one of those things that I wanted to do. Uh, granted, I was into achievements at the time, but I didn't do them for the achievements. Ah. Matt and I were like, we, we have to do all of these because this game defines our friendship because <laughs> we love the Dead Rising games. So spent a lot of time on those. Now I'm just going to fly down the list from the top real quickly. Um, Far Cry Instincts Predator was on 360. Oh. And don't that get confused. Far Cry. 
That was not the first it Far wasn't? Cry. No, the Simon, first Far Cry was there, a PC game. There were like 400 Far Cries with different, like, with a varying suffix at the end. Sometimes Instincts, Predator, Evolution. I got confused. All I know is this one was Instincts, Predator, had an incredible map editor at the time. Now it would look like shit, but it was it was years uh-huh. ahead of its time. Onimusha. That was a big deal for consoles. Yes. Onimusha, I think, did very I, well. Onimusha's loved. It's, I think it's very loved. loved. It's loved. Yeah. Is it was it also super widely played? It yeah I, I probably, would say that's a universal okay. love. Okay, probably then in that case, that's an early PS2 game. Yes, in that case, this is just a public service announcement. Play it if you haven't. Nick, I'm talking. Yeah, to you. I will. I will. Still <laughs> great, great games. The, yeah, incredible. Never played the All third one. Games. Only one and two. Um, X Men Legends and both games and the Marvel Ultimate Alliances. Definitely big games. Okay, just making sure. Especially, especially because the Mulas just got re-released. Yeah, only apparently them being, they're terrible. Here, here's the thing though; those only got like in the '70s, I think, which I don't consider great. That's kind but of I an think, average. But rating, I think though. a lot I know. of people played them. I, I know, but back to the argument of something being yeah. underrated. To me, they were like a right. hundred. That's oh, all. Okay. That's okay. all I'm saying. Yeah, uh, we've talked about this before. Twin Snakes, underrated. I think that definitely is underrated. It, it yeah, got. Like let's it, put it this way: it got a bad rap, and it shouldn't have. If you're still kicking around a GameCube and can find a copy of Twin Snakes, it's worth playing. Yeah, it's worth sure. playing, and as we've it's said, a, different. And enough. the thing that pissed me off is like people didn't like that game because it it went full on anime. Metal Gear has always been full on anime. Yeah, that's like, what it's it is. Crazy Japanese weirdness, and it always has been. Metal Gear Solid was not that serious of a game, and Twin Snakes made it a little bit more lighthearted. I don't know. Yep. Here's another one. Um, it did well. It sold well. I don't think it got enough credit because of its predecessor. So everybody was obsessed and holds it as one of the greatest games of all time, Ocarina of Time. I think, comparatively, right. Majora's Mask was underrated. Underrated. I seriously Definitely. liked it as much, and... Please don't send me hate mail or send me Anthrax. Maybe more than Ocarina. There was something I think really weird that I loved about that game. Majora's a weird game with a way more interesting entire thing yep. going on. Yep. Like Ocarina. Ocarina time of Time was, was just basically the most modern version of a Zelda game at the yes. time. But Majora's yes. was something really weird and new. Majora's so. is really weird. And, and since I'm playing Twilight Princess right now, don't love it, but... It's on the level of Majora's Mask. Yeah. It's it's strange. Yeah. Did either of you play the, uh, what was it, something, Tracks, Spirit Tracks? No, I didn't play a lot of the Game uh, I didn't, Boy no. ones. I think Mi'kmaq, my brother that played that. I'll I'll, uh, I'll get back to you on that, Josh. There's a bunch of the, There's a bunch on DS. He played a bunch on DS. Spirit Tracks. Phantom Hourglass. Never played oh, Phantom, Phantom Hourglass. Hourglass. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'll get, I'll get back to you guys. Um, This one, Caveat. I loved it at the time. I feel like it might be age restrictive, but then again, maybe not, because all rare games have that childish feel. It's on rare replay, grabbed by the ghoulies. I loved that game. Love that game. Still gotta play it. Yeah, that game's great. I think it's, it's underrated too. Isn't it super difficult? It was difficult. A lot of challenges. Yeah, I remember and stuff. it. I remember it being strangely difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So really cool. This one is definitely underrated. Luigi's Mansion. I thought I've heard a you lot know of what? people say something. I don't think so because it got a uh, it got the refresh on GameCube where they um, they reissue games that sold well. I've Player's Choice. Okay, uh, that's what it was. Well, yeah, yeah it was definitely. A, I mean, that got a Player's Choice. Definitely, it sold well. 
I, I didn't look up the ratings on that. I, I could think be totally critically, wrong. Critically, it might not have that's, done well. That's my only question. The DS one is apparently really good. The 3DS one. And I love. I, I still I, plan I, to play that. So. Me too. It was great. And without having played many, because I've never been a super big Nintendo person, yeah. I feel like it would be hard to say any first-party titles would be underrated. I don't know because they do still sell like really well. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I, it, if we're looking at the critical part, yeah, most of them are probably underrated. We, we would have to way. spend more time on this, which was not the yeah. intent of this this episode. We'll say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Topic. Really weird game. I feel like I don't know how many people played. I've talked to you guys about it. MDK2 Armageddon. Yes, <laughs> 2 right? Yes. Yeah. Freaking I've never played the, any of those. Really weird game. Check it out. That's all I have to say. It was really great, and I loved it. Power Stone, not underrated. So here's the thing. Whenever it? you first said Blue Stinger, I was surprised you didn't say Power Stone first. Well, only because I think a lot of people think Blue Stinger is terrible, whereas I don't think people A lot people of people think, think Power Stone is amazing. In, okay. For my money... Best fighter game of all time, and still is. Play that game. Um, Code that, Ver- that, that needs uh, in terms that, of Resident Evil. Something Evils, needs to happen with Power Stone. Yeah, in terms of Resident Evils, I feel like Code Veronica is underrated. I think people. I don't know. I think people laud like Resident Evil Two is the best, and I'm not saying it isn't. But Code Veronica was I no input on that. Code Veronica was the weird en- entry, and it was the Majora's Mask of the Resident Evil games. Let me put it that way. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Actually, I'm very proud of wasn't myself. There, wasn't there a cross <laughs> version of that too? A what version? Oh yeah, Ross. X. Code Veronica. It was um that was on Dreamcast, I think. I, I have an important question. Maybe not. Maybe that was on PS2. There, there were Resident Evils before four. <laughs> oh. Sarcasm. Yeah, that Josh didn't get it. The ones I that just I got love. A blank stare. Yes. But okay. Uh, yeah, there was Code Veronica and Code Veronica X. I think one of just I think for, maybe X was on PS2 or something. Um I played it on Dreamcast originally. And I just have a handful more. Golden Suns. Were they underrated? Maybe. Really, really good games. Super one, in-depth, one amazing RPGs. Really good, amazing Game Boy Advance. JRPGs. Yep. yep. And I still never got around to playing the DS one. Don't know if it was really that good. Yeah. So. I know nothing. Um, never played the first one. What about Parasite Eve 2? Those, those have big following. I don't, I don't know. Those are big? Yeah. Never yeah, mind. Another one Another one of the uh, like a big Japan games. Yep. Um, and then yet. two two last things. This one's a little bit outside the box. It's not a game. It's three separate things in different games. You guys know I have an undying infatuation with Resident Evil Mercenaries. Right. In oh, okay, uh, underrated okay. game mechanics. And underrated uh, game, mechanic, game, or, or game mechanics. Game mechanics and modes. Game mode. <laughs> um, Resident Evil 4 was not multiplayer, regrettably. I wish they would add it for this summer's release of 4. They won't. They probably can't. I don't know. Um but I've played so much of 5 and 6 on both PS3 and Xbox 360, and now one with the remasters, you guys would all be disgusted. And last but not least <laughs> on my list, uh, Nick, you'll find this just repulsive probably. I think my favorite post-game experience of all time was Final Fantasy thirteen. Of all time? post-game experience like whenever you beat the final boss but then you clean up holy shit oh, oh okay yeah End game content okay yeah because i be interesting I, I think i beat the game at 60 hours i beat the post game at 100 and i was enthralled on a level that did not reflect its critical score it had it that game had its shortcomings and it had the worst linear beginning of all time and it was a travesty to final fantasy yes. people but yes so 
You guys see what I was talking about with a super long list, but I probably only took the same amount of time you did for nuts and bolts, Nick. Probably, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I didn't keep track yeah. of like when I started. I wanted to fly, about it, just so. fly through them. Go ahead, Josh. We we all approached this from a complete. We did like from a completely well, we different did. angle, which is great. Well, so that's good yeah. because like when we first started talking about this. Before even recording, we were like, what does underrated mean? And it means totally different things to everybody yeah. because everything is subjective so in Nick, video games. Nick had his one game that just enthralling, loved it, that, everyone needs to play. That no one talked yeah. about. Alex has these older games that might be under people's radars yep. that yep. you need to kind of go out and find if you want to play them still for some of them. Yep. Mine, the most of my games were over the past couple years. Many were on the 360. Okay. Um, and I'm... I'm Strictly considering it that these games I, I have, I think everyone should just play, regardless okay. of sales, regardless cool. of what people say. I like just, this. You, just just play the game. Just, just must just, plays. Just must plays. Okay. Um. So I mean, some of these might not be, even be underrated. Right. Like I'm gonna I'm right. gonna start off with uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Definitely not underrated. Yeah, but I yeah. think that is a absolutely fucking fantastic game. Yeah. And it. And late, late into the Creed series, whenever it was dying, easily, easily mm -hmm. missable. Yeah, easily. I wouldn't blame anybody who was like, no. (laughs) Yeah, just with the selling and everything surrounding just the pirate atmosphere, it was was, great. That was was a really great, different for us. How many times did you take down a pirate ship and it didn't get old? Yeah. Oh, oh man! Like three dozen times, maybe, maybe more. You know, and and sailing while the while your crew sang, singing, and it's just so stuff. good, just so good, yeah, yep. really good. I I have, I just really hope they somehow bring over Rogue, Assassin's Creed Rogue. It's not supposed to be very good. I don't really? think no. But it's the same type of game as Black Flag. I think it is. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Enslaved, Odyssey to the West. You th- yeah. Wow. But see, that's a okay. interesting pool. So I played that. I. Absolutely like, adored that a couple game. years ago. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Hated the gameplay. I enjoyed the gameplay. Yeah. I thought it was a very basic beat 'em up. It was, and that's what I didn't like. And you do love that, lot. Josh. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. You, I think Nick would these... call Batman a very basic beat 'em up. Yes. So Batman was not very basic at all. Though. It's very no. basic. Yeah. <laughs> Mad Max is very basic. It's the same game. No. It's table totally... it. Table it, guys. Moving table on. It. Table, table it. it. Uh, <laughs> The first Bayonetta. It definitely. Yeah. And and I like I said yeah, that's like I said on, on our on our episode about just where we only talked about hack and slash games mm-hmm. at, like out of nowhere. I totally regret how I first thought about Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. Because Bayonetta two, amazing. And I'm sure it's really not that different. I just remember not liking the aesthetic like badass chick whatever mm-hmm. thing it just didn't work for me back then it was so clearly a devil may cry clone but i can't wait to play that again that needs to be added to back uh backwards compatible yes. i can't believe it has not been yet um and it may never actually yeah. i don't know but yeah i agree uh, this is actually a thing kind of for my list are a lot of hack and slashes oh really yeah i i think that's one of my favorite genres yeah um uh, the 2008 Prince of Persia. Excellent game. Excellent. Mm. Excellent, excellent game. game. The the cell shaded one. Man, people hated stuff about that game. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't it, know how. It was so good. It, they uh, After Sands of Time, Sands of Time is excellent, by the way. That is that is a really good game that may be underrated. I don't know. I feel like not, probably. I wouldn't consider Sands but, of Time. But that trilogy started going away from what was cool with Sands of Time. And then they did this reboot. Mm-hmm. 
where it was uh, people didn't like how you really couldn't lose, which no, I, I think is a couldn't. silly complaint because it was joyful to play. Like mm-hmm. played really well. Uh, just running along walls and jumping and everything felt super good. The story was surprisingly engaging for uh, that yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I like the story and and the reason I think that whole un unpunishing non punishing gameplay was forgiving. so enjoyable. Yeah, I was trying to forgiving. think of the antonym. I was trying to think of a good word, <laughs> and I'm just dumb. But yeah, like. It needed to have forgiving gameplay. If that game was challenging, I would have hated it because yeah. it was you fell all the time. Like you made yeah. mistakes all the time and I thought it was cool how you could just keep going to experience this really great looking world. Like love the cell shading. Loved everything. And I think that was Nolan North like yeah. before he was and big and yeah. Yeah, like think about if a game like Assassin's Creed if you were to fall from a high point they just warped you back up to where you were instead of having to That would be amazing because and that's climbing what, and Creed sucks. And that's what sucks. Prince of Persia kind of did. Yeah, it did. So yeah, great game. That's a great game. I don't, I mean, 360, you'd have to play it on 360. I still have my point. copy of that. That's fan, that's, I've, I love I've that. owned that game forever. That. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to stick with, uh, with kind of beat em up hack and slash type games. DMC? I, I think maybe a little underrated, yeah. DMC was really fucking good another, and people were really upset about mm-hmm. the whole reboot for devil may cry yep, another they nailed it they yeah. absolutely nailed it it was super tight and you know coming from the coming from the bayonetta team yeah no 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 no, no. ninja theory fuck fuck that up yeah either way <laughs> yeah um dmc dante's inferno yeah fuck that on the I remember I was I was the internet rage people. I, people were upset game. about that game because it, <laughs> so it was a god of, god of war clone essentially. Yeah. yeah, and they used the name. The name bothered me for whatever reason. Fuck all of that. Yeah, as a standalone yeah. game, it was super cool. It was creepy as shit at the time. It creepy was, from like going through the, the, the levels of hell, like the yeah. Yeah, the babies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say maybe go, that. That's not on the top I don't of my think list that's a for must go out and play. play no, yeah. but I had a lot of fun with yeah. Dante's. Inferno. I just remember I liked seeing it, that. Re- but that's it. Like the reveal trailer or something where he's fucking sewing the cross to his chest. Yeah. And I yeah. was just like, I was just like, get out of here! <laughs> just this is so stupid and not in a funny way. Yeah. Not in a funny way. Just dumb. It was a big deal for me at the time. Uh, that was one of the first uh, HD three sixty boobies that I saw. I remember. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was a big deal. I had a couple wanks to that. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, gonna leave, I, I was going to leave it hanging there so Josh could feel awkward. I, I don't... Whatever. Uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. I, a couple more left. Uh, I don't know if I'd say this is a must-play now. I don't know how it would hold up, but Dark Sector. I loved it. I, I never under never understood why Dark anybody Sector, liked that game. I liked I it, Josh. first playing it blowing me away Same. Looked really looked. good yeah. at the looked time really the graphics good. were incredible yeah and so, basically you were just the predator with a flying razor disc that cut people's heads off the glaive the, the glaive, glaive. You thank know you really funny about this too and i don't know if you know this but you could you might sense some similarities hmm. you know who made it no i don't remember digital extremes okay who now run warframe oh no okay the design we've look talked similar i swear we we've t- talked about this before Warframe was called Dark Sector when it was first announced, like way, way, way back when. I forgot about that. We could we could look that up, but hmm. Dark Sector was initially what Warframe is. Yeah. So they they announced that at an E3 forever ago, showing 
showing that Warframe um, look, like mm-hmm. you, whatever you are in that game. It also showed in that trailer the enemies you fight in Warframe, and it ended by calling it Dark Sector. And I remember when what Dark Sector turned out to be came out, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Where did now, the name now change? Now that you bring that up, I do remember some do you remember that? around that Dark Sector launch. Yeah, so then when Warframe became Warframe, I was like, my mind was just tearing itself apart because I was trying to think, like, am I crazy? Was this not called Dark Sector at one point? And yes, it totally was. And also that's play a weird, Warframe. weird thing. <laughs> sure, play Warframe. Warframe's a good game. Good for you to play game. Uh, I mentioned this before, Vanquish. Vanquish is really great. Van- yeah, Vanquish super is tight, really, really great. Strange route that Platinum took making a shooter. You have to, you have to really be okay with the shooting in that game to like it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But cool, just cool movement. I've talked about it. I played yeah, it. Yeah, that's yeah, why I, I, was, yeah. I do want to bring that up. I think you absolutely play Vanquish, and it's getting... There's rumors, rumors that it's coming PC to PC. And hopefully that means there will be a, a re-release on current gen. Maybe. That would be... Maybe. Or even better yet, a sequel. Ah, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> uh, Platinum... I don't, I, don't, I don't see that happening. Platinum but. really needs to get back to their own in-house creative stuff, yeah. which... Who knows when that will happen, but Vanquish, definitely underrated. Yeah. Uh, this one is another one I don't think I would say go play now, but Brothers in Arms Hell's Highway. Oh, God, it was yeah, one of my man. favorite shooters on the yeah. 360, and it was one of the only games uh, past Soldier of Fortune that I recall <gasps> having like limb dismemberment. Thank you for mentioning oh. that game. That's another one. Just real yeah. quick. Soldier yeah, of so Fortune. It had, like it had limb dismemberment. Like You shot someone in the arm, their arm flew off. Yep. Which was, I think, unique at that time to those two games. Dead Space. That came different, out Different? Different. Different. Okay. I don't know. Well, Especially let's put it this way. With... Soldier of Fortune on Dreamcast predated well, all of that. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Soldier of Fortune, I think, even goes all the way back to PC. Probably. I could be wrong. but uh, And supposedly Gearbox, Gearbox announced the new Brothers in Arms a year ago. Or two years ago, E3. Hmm. That has kind of gone silent, so... I'm excited to see what comes of that. Uh, last major one. I wanted to save this for last. because Alex, I'm surprised you didn't bring this up. I'm going to be mad. I, I, I would have almost guaranteed this would have been on your list. Oh, uh, shit. Red Faction Guerrilla. Josh! I, Not listen, underrated. Listen. You don't think so? No. You don't think that was underrated? No, a lot of people like that game. The multiplayer was underrated, maybe? There's the mode. There, there's I the mean, underrated the, the mode. The multiplayer was some of the it was best amazing. multiplayer I've Josh, ever experienced. Josh, I meant to have that on my list. I promised I thought of it. I didn't put it in my notepad on my phone. Yes, I should have had it. Multiplayer did nothing for me. I loved it. Your opinion's false. Dude. I really liked Dude. Gorilla, though. That was a fun game. Swinging a sledgehammer at somebody, killing them with one-hit kills. So Bringing- good. Bringing down entire buildings with a on, sledgehammer. Yeah, that, on that stuff people. was great. What the fuck? That doesn't like... And then they released Red Faction Armageddon, which was absolute shit. Yeah, yeah didn't play it. But some... I, dude, some asshole sniping in a building? Bring the building down with a sledgehammer. Oh, yeah, perfect. dude. Why is that not... Ex- why is there not surprisingly, surprisingly well-playing and, and well-performing yeah, technical Yeah, no frame rate issues. At the time. Yeah. So good. Oh, yeah, man. crazy. I, I miss that game. Yeah. I, I have two more... Um, this one I don't think is underrated at all, but I want to just tell everyone to play it. Rezogun on PS4. Oh, yeah, no, that's not. Everybody I loved know. that. Uh, and this one, I don't know what to say about it. I played the shit out of it and got all the achievements in it, and I don't know why, but Afro Samurai. 
Y'all, yeah. Afro Samurai That's was definitely a an underrated game slash. for you. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not. It's not a good game at all. But I had a blast <laughs> playing it. It was also at a time when we were all like way into Afro Samurai. Yeah, and it totally the like the story in the game totally stuck with what Afro Samurai is as an anime. Yeah. It's just the gameplay wasn't wasn't quite there. great. Yeah. But I still remember they made a sequel for it and then launched it and then refunded everybody for buying it. <laughs> a, game, a game that launched so bad. What a bad, weird, out of nowhere thing. Oh yeah. god. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was that was my list that I came up with. Okay. I have a couple indie games on there that I'm not gonna really worry okay. about talking about. So yeah. that was all great. I love that we all had different stuff. Now here's the funny thing. Ready? And Josh, this isn't fair for you because I've had all this time to think, and Nick only had one answer. But Theo brought up this topic, and granted, he has the S the S in parentheses. But what is if you had to pick one? Out of all that, go ahead and scan your list, Josh. Nick, we know yours is nuts and bolts. I actually, it, or did you already think of yours, Alex? Yes. Okay. So I was gonna say I had, I had quick ones, real like oh, other ones that I had written down. Yeah. Then I'm surprised one you didn't say. <sighs> Lost ahead. Odyssey. Okay, I looked that one up. Um, the The critical review was too high, and I just didn't put it in the category. Yeah, I because it's incredible, and I as, think it was rated well. Thinking of it as didn't know anybody that played it other than you. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, deeply affecting story for me. Yep. Weirdly. And great, great turn-based game. Really unique way of learning skills. Wonderful story, like you said. Final Fantasy Nine. That's where I first experienced something like okay. that was Final Fantasy IX. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Nick, I definitely thought of it. The only reason I didn't say it is because um, it was rated highly, and I don't know how it sold, though. I'll say that. I don't either. Yeah. And the other one was, and I already had almost an entire episode to myself and Josh talking about <laughs> it, was the Talos Principle. Oh, so yeah. I just want to give that a shout-out again because I believe critically acclaimed. I, I don't think that game got bad scores at all. But I don't think many people played it because it was a weird thing out of the people that made Serious Sam. Mm -hmm. So Talos Principle, I wanted to bring it up again because it's on PS4. Okay. And you should really play it. Now it's accessible, it. yeah. It is, it is a really, really good, thought-provoking first-person puzzler. And there is a sequel coming. Can't wait. Cool. I would, for some reason, hearing Talos Principle just reminds me of Soma. I don't know if you were talking about them at one point together. Uh, Soma was around the time, maybe when I watched the Let's Play. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna. By the way, I'm gonna go with DMC. Okay, really. And um, I think the logical answer for me, especially when we looked up the numbers, obviously Dragon Warrior Monsters. That really fits the bill in North America <laughs> or in North or the United States. Obviously, it does not fit the bill in Japan. Um, but then if I had to pick one other one, it would probably be my my whole Majora's Mask argument, just because I think that game is so cool. So those two I, things. Yeah, I think it I think it still got good scores, but again, like as far as as far as like the critical uh feeling of it later, now and after it came out on 3DS, like there are a lot of people that's a polarizing yeah. game for sure. I I have so. uh, I have one final thing to add. We need to talk about Theos. I know we didn't play it. Here's the funny oh. thing. I think he had the best answer out of all of us in terms of underrated in so many ways. I didn't play it. Mark Echoes getting up. Yeah, I never played it. Dude, never no, played it. Not only did I not play it, who knows how it sold. I don't know anything about it. I not all of those things. I also like 
actively negatively hated it. Like I was like, what is this piece oh, of really? shit? Yeah, just looking at it. I was like, this is a piece of shit. It's I judged the book thing. by its cover. It's a weird thing because Mark Echo's name, yeah, you know, like he was so blatantly putting his name on it. Yeah, that might have yeah. been the biggest part of it. You know what that just reminded me of? Def Jam Icon and your love for it. No, no, no. Those were goofy games. Didn't you love it? I That was one of only two games I ever shattered a 360 controller on. <laughs> I like how I say one of two, like that's not that bad. Um, Josh, the only reason I played it is because of I wanted to get the achievements and everything. Like, and okay. I, dude, it, that game made me so mad. I shattered where, my controller. Where, where are your EDF references? I didn't put them on the list because they they don't deserve underrated titles. Like, I I, I acknowledge that they're bad games, even cult, though I loved them. Cult following for those. Yeah, Earth Defense Force. Everybody. Um, at the time, my best friend in high school, he like I think he actually hated me for playing it, and then I made him play it with me to get achievements, and I I think it deeply affected our friendship. <laughs> but yeah I'm throw out their last minute bmx triple x oh what bmx yeah. oh bmx that game was great uh that was yeah, just BMX. great because oh okay again boobs underrated game mode <laughs> uh oh shit i can't remember what it was called but it was in dave mirror freestyle 2 um where you it was before way before saints row where you uh insurance fraud mm-hmm. dave mira freestyle 2 also on ps2 games. I don't know. Great games. I don't, I don't know. They played weird, and that's what made the this gameplay mode great. Where all you had to do was hurt yourself. Yeah, it was amazing, and the ragdoll was amazing. It was way back when, like it was totally something unseen yeah. before. I want to say that's a purple disc PS2 game, so it was a really early PS2 game. Yeah, that did stuff like this. So like, I loved the Dave Mirror. Played games. the shit out of Perfect. just that mode. Love it. <laughs> I I love those games. I loved Aggressive Inline when it came out. I know a lot of people like Aggressive that, Inline yeah. was great. Rollerblading is really lame. Skateboarding is sweet. <laughs> oh, is that is, is that an executive that's a cla- decision? That's a, that's a classic. That's a classic. Uh... What about BMX bike? Well, I don't even acknowledge BMX. So that that's below skating for you. Sure. Fuck off. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> what a stupid, stupid argument. We were doing so well, you guys. No. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, yeah, that, that went. But well. that's that. Yeah, that was uh, that was sort of exactly how I was hoping it would go. So, so we solved the most underrated games. This is objectively the most underrated list of games. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! But uh, yeah, um, I don't, I don't think anything else. We that's a that's an episode. That's a podcast. Yes, that's a podcast. Right? Do you want know cra- I, I do want to bring this up though before, and I think we touched on it last week. But how long we've been talking about it? No Man's Sky is out right now. I can't it's out right now. I can't fucking play it mm-hmm. and i hate that but i don't know i'll have but opinions just, it, on it just, next episode it's weird yeah. all the, like how long we've always been talking about this and it's, it's just out right now yeah it's just it's just a reminder well, that you it's just another video game if you weren't a bastard and had kept your ps4 we could have had an opinion that's right true now. so well you got you got mad max instead so fuck off <laughs> what a good trade great comparison <laughs> Yeah, so No Man's Sky Impressions next episode from me because I'm the only one that can play it. Where we stand, though, I'm hearing mixed, but... It all, sounds very more, mixed. More on the side yeah. of... Yeah, it's, it's it's okay. It's good. Yeah. It's exactly what... It's exactly what I expected, I think. People with normal expectations yeah. are getting. Yep. I think. 
So I th- like all the negative negativities are probably coming from those who had this in mind. That is, it's the only game they're going to the, play for the, the rest of their life. game. The, the, yeah, the negativity comes from people who fell for it. Right, like fell yeah, me, for it. It's the only way I can describe it. Yep, I do. So congratulations to Sean Murray and his team. Just, just him and his team. <laughs> Yeah, finally shipping it. They're, yeah. And apparently they're going to support the shit out of that game. And he's he's awesome. not dead, so that's... Yeah, nobody killed him. <laughs> Good yeah. job. And he, he and survived. He, and he grew a fucking glorious, a beard, glorious beard over the course of the development of this game. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, No Man's Sky next week. Very excited to play it. Considered staying up till midnight to just play it. it. I don't know. I have to work tomorrow. Fuck it. Just call out. Uh I can't do that. Hey, listen, but, uh, listen. Josh just con- officially converted. He said, "Call out." You have you've converted to Philly speak. It's all it's all I hear. Hey, I, like, um, it's all I to hear. everybody else in the world. It's call off to everybody else in the world. <laughs> well, uh, we don't know that. I mean, maybe call off is just no, Josh. Western I'm PA. I'm being I'm being uh, an elitist bastard. On pro- right. I was being sarcastic. I don't know. Let there us, is no. Let us know. Way. Let us know on Twitter. Yes. Facebook, do you say call Instagram. out or call off? Do you say call out or call off? Do you drink soda or pop? Yeah. Is Josh wrong about everything? Or is he or wrong is about he everything? Wrong? Yeah. So <laughs> my opinions are objectively true. <laughs> How many times can we make objective lose all meaning? Probably an objective amount of times. <laughs> no, that wasn't right. <laughs> right? I don't think you use that right. Well, I don't I don't know. Okay. This episode is over. Here Thank comes, you. Yes. Here we're, we're done Thank here. You f- now we're rambling. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, you can follow us on all the things I just said, and I'm repeating myself. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, any podcast service available. Maybe leave us a rating. That would be pretty sweet. Tell your friends. Go what w- am I forgetting? Go watch Nick and I play Nidhogg together. We had an excellent match again this past week. That was crazy. <laughs> we beat our longest... Yeah, the, the, new, the new longest match is eight minutes now. Eight and a half. It was eight and a half? Eight twenty. It was eight twenty. Eight twenty. Eight twenty blaze it. Eight. But uh <laughs> Investigate three eleven. Yeah, twitch.tv <laughs> twitch.tv slash lost in a contraption. You can check out our archives of stuff on YouTube, two v one podcast. We will continue streaming at least once weekly. The day is in flux. Next week I'm on vacation, so that won't happen. Let's throw out an apology for uh, streaming Song of the Deep. I'm sorry for streaming Song of the Deep for so long. We <laughs> definitely we definitely turned away some viewers. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, not I don't a, know. Not a real streamable game. Not a real streamable <laughs> game. I just needed to beat it. And, again, I think, I think I had some good criticisms of that game. So you could hear better criticisms of it probably in the video than, than this episode. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, Thanks for listening, and uh, thanks, Josh and Alex. Ranch me, bro, Tendo. It's fucking hot. It's hot as shit in here. Yeah. What, Alex? <laughs> I said ranch me, bro, Tendo. <laughs> I'll see you next week, Mello. Ranch it up. Burn up. <laughs>